Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, March the 8th. Uh, gosh, we are almost uh, three, well, we are in the third full week of Lent now, and um, we are almost 21 days. I think we are at day 19 uh, of our 40-day Lenten journey. We are almost to the halfway point, and, and I hope for you this has been a good uh, retreat, uh, a good 40-day retreat. And, and if it is not, my friends, this is not a moment of judgment. This is a time of opportunity where we get to say, okay, how do we, uh, how do we change things up? How do we rearrange uh, where I'm going and how I'm doing that in order to make this, uh, these next 20-some-odd days uh, a wonderful uh, opportunity for us to, to arrive at the, the new life the new waters of Easter. Uh, for those new, welcome to the Cup of Joe podcast. My name is Joe Zenk. I am a lay Catholic minister in the Diocese of Green Bay. And uh, Monday through Friday, I read the gospel of the day or the first reading uh, or the psalm. haven't done that yet. Uh, and then um, just break it open with a few words and uh, pray a decade of the rosary together. So without further ado, let's jump into that and do that. Today, we're going to read the gospel from uh, Luke chapter 4, verses 24 to 30, if you wish to follow along. And let's break open God's Word, shall we? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the people in the synagogue at Nazareth, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built, to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's set the stage, my friends, with this gospel um, okay, so it's Luke. It's Luke chapter 4. The first two chapters of Luke, remember, those are infancy narratives. And he does the genealogy of Jesus in chapter 3, Luke does. And um, uh, the uh, temptation of, of Jesus uh, as well, he, well, the baptism of Jesus and the temptation. He goes off to the desert. So in chapter 4... The uh, Jesus calls his first disciples, I believe. I should have done a little bit of research for you. But essentially, it's this. Jesus in the desert. Okay, remember, he comes up out of the waters of, of his baptism. This And, and during prayer, uh, in, in Matthew and Mark, it's as he comes up out of the waters. But in Luke, Jesus is in prayer. And he hears the voice of God saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Uh, you know, uh, so he, he, he's wondering, what does that mean? The spirit drives him out into the desert where he is tempted. And once he, he stays in that desert, that's what 40 days means. 
uh, he stays in enough time. Uh, whether it was a literal 40 days or not, one could argue that back and forth, but the word 40, the number 40 in, in those times meant enough time. He stayed in the desert long enough to learn its lesson. And what was that lesson? To understand who he was, what it meant that he was the beloved one. And then he comes out, and this is the first place he goes. He goes to the synagogue at Nazareth, his hometown, right? And this is where he goes up, and he opens the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And he reads out of Isaiah 61, which says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. This is the answer to his question, right? This is what it means to be the beloved one. Here he's answering it. Luke is answering it for all of us. Jesus is answering it and beginning his mission because everything else in his mission comes out of this. And of course, if it's Jesus's mission, it's yours and mine. If it's Jesus's discernment on what it means to be the beloved, it's yours and mine, right? Anyway, I haven't even gotten to today's gospel. This is all preamble. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so anyway, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Liberty to captive, sight to the blind, let the oppressed go free, right? And a year of favor. Um, that, that's, that's what his mission is about. That's what it means to be the beloved one, is he knows that, that what has been given to him, he must give now to others, all those who are, uh, who are held captive. And he's telling those in the, the synagogue. And how do they react? They're stunned. They love it. They think... This is amazing. Uh, the, the eyes of all were intent upon him. And he says, today in your, in your hearing, this is fulfilled. And, uh, and, and they begin then to figure out, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what just happened here? Isn't this Joseph's son? There's the hinge. There's the turning point between being amazed at what he's saying and who he is and how he's saying it and realizing this could be the best news we've heard in our lives to convincing themselves it's not. Isn't this Joseph's son? Meaning, Joseph was the carpenter. And if, if Joseph is a carpenter, he's got to be a carpenter. You don't, you don't get out of your lane in those days. You were born into uh, not just a class, but even into an occupation, a vocation, if I, if I can use that word. Isn't this Joseph's son meant, isn't this guy a carpenter? Why is he telling us this stuff? Why is he teaching us this? So they put him into that box and say, you, you, you're outside your lane. You can't be telling us this. And so this is where today's gospel picks up. <laughs> All that was prologue. <laughs> and this is where Jesus says, okay, you've put me in a box. Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in their own native place. And then he goes on to talk about how Elijah went to, went to, the, to the woman, the widow of Zarephath, inside, outside of Israel. And was lived with her for all that time, uh, and and you know that's where the flower never uh, ended uh, in the in their little bin, and uh, and could could make uh, biscuits, things for she and her son, and uh, and then talks about Elisha and the story of Naaman the prophet, Naaman going to Elisha, and and because Naaman was a Syrian, he was the only one that was was healed. He's saying, listen, 
if you're not going to listen, I'm going to go to people who will. And and they knew. They took it as as the insult it was. Jesus was was not insulting them in the sense of saying, you guys aren't smart enough to understand. He's saying, listen, you're putting me in a box. And, uh, and if you aren't able to hear, it's not because he wasn't saying the right things. If they're not able to hear because of their own limitations, I'm going to go to those who will. And they didn't like hearing it. Now we all get defensive when people show us and hold up a mirror to the truth of how we are and what we're doing. Well, we don't always want to throw people off the brow of a hill, but that's what they did. And Jesus walks through their midst. And, and I can only imagine the, the power with which he turned. It doesn't say he ran away from them. It doesn't say he ducked out. He walked through their midst and went away. That nobody had the strength or the wherewithal with how he looked and acted um, as he walked through. So what can we ponder today? Um, I would say a couple things, brothers and sisters. The first is this. You know, I've got, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure this is true of you too. I, I'm, I'm 56 years old. I've got a number of nieces and nephews. I'll just use them as an example. And, and they live in various other places. Um, aside from my sister who lives next door, uh, all my other sisters and brothers live elsewhere. And I, I don't get to see these nieces and nephews grow up. Um, and I don't get to see them very often. But when I do, what, of course, is the first thing that, that I say? It's the first thing that you say. How can you be this old? How can you, how can you be this tall? How can you be, you know, it was only yesterday you were this tall, you know, and, and we put our hand out three feet above. And in our mind, <clears throat> excuse me, in our mind, they always are that person when I knew them or when I saw them last. And, and that's not a, a bad thing to say. It's, it's part of the real. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got morning voice this morning. You know, but do we, I mean, I mean, in doing so, in a sense, we look at them and say, you can't be who you are now. You are, you are who you were then, the last time I saw you. And in a sense, in doing that, I'm putting them in that box until I open myself and learn who they are now, of course. My friends, I think it's the easiest thing to do that, not just with nieces and nephews. It's easy to do that with friends from high school. It's easy, you know, that, oh, you know, gosh, I'm out of high school. and What? No, I can't even tell you. 35 whatever years. Um, and do I allow them, those high school friends, to be who they are now? Or do I simply say they are who they were when they were 17 or 18? Um are, are people who they were when we last saw them? And perhaps when we last saw them, we left on a poor note. Do we give them an opportunity for growth? Do we give them an opportunity for um, reflection and change in their life? Do we give them an opportunity that they may have looked at their life and said, this isn't who I want to be or act? Do we allow them that opportunity? And, and you who are parents... I will say this from my parents. I, I think the thing that they did for me, uh, aside, I think, from showing me what love looked like um, between them and, and therefore gave me a great model, I think the other great thing they did for me is they gave me freedom. They gave me freedom to find out who I was. Uh, they didn't tell me, Joe, this is what we see and this is who you are and this is who you must be. If they did that, maybe they'd be right. Maybe. And, and maybe I would live my life based on that. 
but maybe not. Uh, and and maybe I'd be placed in a box and and would be living somebody else's life and not my own. Instead, my parents gave me the freedom to discern who that was. And, and this is the other ponderance I have for us today, my friends. Not only do we place that box on other people inadvertently at times and, and without intent or without malice by any means, but do we place others in a box and, 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 or do we allow them to become who they are, need to be? That's point number one that we need to guard ourselves against and allow them the freedom to be who they need to be and who God made them to be. But the second ponderance, and I would say more important than the first, is this. Do we place ourselves in a box? Brothers and sisters, do we look at ourselves and say, I am that mistake, I am that dumb thing I said yesterday, or I am that foolish mistake I made a year ago, or I am that decision I made five years ago or eight years ago, or do we allow ourselves the freedom to be who we are in Christ Jesus? Now, that last part of that line is key. Do we allow ourselves to be who we are and how we were made in Christ Jesus? Brothers and sisters, we are the beloved ones. There's no doubt about that. But Jesus needed to go into the desert for 40 days to figure out what that meant and what that looked like for his life before. He was silent for 40 days before he could come out and say definitively, this is what that means. And this is how it manifests itself in my life. Brothers and sisters, we have 20 some odd days left in Lent. Perhaps those days for you and I would best be spent in silence, definitively listening to God and listening to, to what his voice says, who we are, by the way. Now, again, God can speak through other people as well uh, in, in inviting us to, to know who we are because we often, our lives reflect the eyes of others and, and we take on what they think we are. And, and there's good and bad in that um, because we have to discern what voices are the voice of God and what aren't. The voices that give us freedom, by the way, usually are the ones that are the voice of God, the ones that, that, that paint us in a corner or in a box that doesn't feel right. Those usually aren't. But we got to discern that. But the voice, capital T, capital V, the voice we have to learn and listen to most is the voice of God that says, this is who you are, and this is how you are made, and this is to what I invite you. I think that's what our gospel invites us to today. And when people are wanting to gather around us, and whether it's throw us off the brow of a hill or paint us in a corner that we don't um, fit, into which we do not fit, either one are, are deadly, by the way. Uh, we need to walk through their midst uh, knowing um, this is not who we are. This is not for what we are made. Why? Because we know only by listening to the voice. And when we find that voice, yes, just like Jesus, we come out of the desert and we go public and say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do fill in the blank. And that blank 
is that conversation you and your God, our God, the God, have had. Let's pray. We are moving into the glorious mysteries this week, my friends. And so uh, let us bring our intentions uh, before uh, our Blessed Mother and invite them to um, be placed at the foot of our Savior. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The first glorious mystery, the resurrection of Christ. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, be well. Enter into this week and use it well for what it has in front of us. God's peace.